Greetings, 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 good people, and welcome to another edition of Cat's Corner, the podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Cat, Cat Okaday, and I am excited to be here. Today's recording is actually happening on my birthday, December 20th. You'll be hearing this later in the week, but all of my plans to record sooner were plotted and foiled by uh, COVID, and so I had to uh, do things a little differently. I'm back in the studio, thanks to Elise Perry, so I'm excited about that. And I decided that for today's episode, or for this week's episode, I was going to do just a little reflection. So I'm not sure how long this one's going to go, but I had some thoughts that I wanted to share in honor of my 49th year around the sun. And I know, right? I know. It's it's crazy. I can see you responding to that number. I, too, am completely shocked, but it is, in fact, true. I've turned 49. And yesterday was a little... It was a weird day for me, and so I wasn't sure how I was going to feel on Monday, but then I slept a lot, (laughs) then I went to see my dad, went to see my bestie, and, you know, the night before, I'd had a really amazing sort of kickback, as the kids like to call it, uh, with some friends who wanted to do a little pre-birthday sort of bashment, and it was like just a few of us Africans carrying on, eating suya, playing Uno. It was super black and super fun and exactly what I needed. And so thank you to Ade for that because that was, it was a very sweet moment. And I realized that I really do like those types of intimate gatherings where you can have conversation and you can do like, you know, music and play around with cards and stuff like that. That's definitely, um, it's always been my speed, but Now more than ever, those moments are really special because nothing is promised. And I really felt it was important to at least acknowledge my birthday this year, even though things still don't feel completely right. Last year, I was sitting in my house and uh, I had one of my really good friends, Amina S. Carter, interview me for my show, One on One, and that was a lot of fun. And so this time I was like, you know, it's 49. It's special because it's a cusp year, but... It's not 50 yet, so, you know, how are you feeling? You know, what what's going on? And so, yeah, today we're going to reflect. When I think about what the whole year has brought, there has been a lot of just strangeness across the board. You know, we're still in this pandemic. It's not going away, partly because people are stubborn and everyone likes to, you know, not wear masks and spit in each other's mouths, but that's another rant for another day. And so we're still here in a lot of ways. I'm quite disappointed just because... As I was saying to my dad last night, when the Spanish flu of 1918 hit, it took about two years for them to get it under control. And they didn't have 24-hour news cycles and TVs and Twitter and social media. Like They basically were able to knock this out in two years, which at that time makes sense. But here we are in the 21st century with all of this access to media and science and technology, and we are probably going to take maybe twice as long because people are so full of their own self-aggrandizement about what they should be allowed to do. And it doesn't seem to matter that as a community we're failing. You know, it doesn't seem to matter that, you know, your individual wants and needs at this point are going to have to take a back seat if we're going to try to globally get this under control. So there is a sense of disappointment in humanity that I feel. I feel that often, mind you. But um, right now, it's it's just disappointing. And earlier last week, I had posted something on Twitter where I basically said, 2021 has been so unkind. And this was the day after the announcement that Bell Hooks had passed away. And before that, Greg Tate had passed away. And, you know, there are all of these people that are just leaving. And it just feels like, oh, my God, when is it? You know, when are we going to get a break? And so 
I posted it just because I was in that mood of just reflecting. And a good friend, Adrian Fikes, said something that I thought was really helpful and profound. She said, it's the super highs scrunched up together with the low lows. This year has been absolutely amazing and a complete shit show. And she's absolutely right. There have been some amazing wins that have happened in the course of this year, including being able to do a big-ass festival at the Kennedy Center. I was really proud of that. That was a really proud moment, particularly because for a lot of us, that was our first moment back into the world, as it were, in terms of socially. So that was a really great day of just music and seeing everybody in reunion, and it was it was powerful in that regard. I got to see my friends in Amsterdam, so I got to experience my first Ketikoti, and that was, like, really powerful as well, um, being able to go to Amsterdam and, like, hang out with my fam there. The Netherlands currently is on lockdown, so what a difference a few months makes. I felt like this year was really hard for me. You know, the beginning of the season, as far as the podcasts are concerned, you all had, you know, got a chance to listen to what happened at the beginning of this year with Simone's passing. And I still want to just say again, thank you to everyone. The amount of, like just the texts and the messages that people have been sending means a great deal, you know, and the audience is up. We were at five and now we're at 20 something. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, More people are listening (laughs) little by little. I'm going to keep chugging along because I do realize that podcasts for me are just, it's a great way to, to kind of, to let go of some things and sort of just to put things out there. But that heaviness has kind of carried itself throughout the year. And sometimes I'm aware of it, sometimes I'm not. When it hits, it it hits really hard. And so I think yesterday, uh, the day before my birthday, I had just come off this really great night hanging out with friends. And then I was home by myself and I just kind of had these moments of like, there was just this little sadness that was kind of hanging around. So I slept most of the day after I made myself breakfast and then like I said, I got a chance to see my dad and my and my bestie, and I was like, you know, it kind of it moved in a different direction. So I woke up this morning feeling really good and thankful. I did a little twerk in the kitchen, kind of did a little pop and lock just to see what the knees were doing. So the knees are still working, and I'm thankful for the knees. Not thankful for the gut, but I'm thankful for the knees because the gut is disrespectful. So we're going to have to figure all that out. Apparently, that's part of, you know, what happens at this age. So pushing through COVID weight and just stuff that happens when you're a woman and your stress hormones out of control. Trying to manage that, navigate my health has definitely been a challenge this year. Trying to figure out some sort of consistent movement protocol just so that things don't stiffen up has also been a challenge. So I do want to thank Roland, my trainer. Um, We've been doing, you know, three days a week and it's been really helpful to kind of keep things moving in the right direction. And it takes a village to raise Rizzy Cat. I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a whole bunch of people keeping me up. So um, he's one of those people and I do appreciate him. I am very much aware of, despite all of the low lows, there have been some incredible moments. And I'm also aware that as we kind of come to the end of the year and we're reflecting and thinking about next year, that it's a lot of us are changed in a lot of ways. A lot of things have sort of changed us in ways that are irrevocable. There are things that have happened that have really kind of had us think about what we want our lives to look like. And I've been thinking a lot. I have a really great entrepreneur coach named Nora Rahim, who's amazing. And she's been really challenging me to think about who I am and how that translates into my creative output and what is it that I want to do next. And so while our parents' middle age suggests that you can't make these dynamic shifts 
thankfully, for those of us, those 80s babies who are in that space that is normally called middle age, I still don't know what that means. We have the ability to transform and recalibrate. And so there are some things that are on the horizon that I am probably going to be launching in the first quarter of 2022. I'm excited about one in particular called Black and Wellness. And this is an idea that has kind of been bubbling around for quite some time. And it's been showing up in a lot of ways, but primarily in sort of the wellness space that I created for Black Love Experience uh, two or three years ago. I'm going to move into more of that space and kind of thinking about how my interest in herbs and the way that I think about magic and Black people and, you know, traditional African religion and, you know, meditation and all of these things are sort of becoming part of, they're part of my life already, but how they are sort of transmitting out into the world and who the people are and who the players are and who can be trusted and who can't. All of these things are kind of like floating around in my head. And I realized that the natural trajectory for me is to take some of what I've been doing in the culture space and bring it into the wellness space in a way that is produced effectively and with with a lot of, you know, there's it's going to be slick. It's going to be pretty. But it also has meaning. I think about the ways that people, like the feedback that I've gotten over the years about the way I create, the events that I create, the experiences that I create, and the way the world is moving, the way music has changed, the way, you know, being out in the club has changed. There is now, I think, a space for real connectivity. I think across age groups, people want to be able to have meaningful experiences that aren't just Instagrammable. And so my next foray into this is going to be a little bit bigger, which for me is a bit daunting only because I, as much as I am a a personality, as it were, like in terms of my energy, I actually don't mind not being in front. I know that might be some hard to believe for some people, but it's not necessary for me to be in front in order for me to feel fulfilled. Like I actually enjoy and get off on people like feeling good and smiling and being happy and coming out better than they went in. And so wanting to magnify that particular piece where people leave better than when they came in, it's been something that I've been working on for quite some time and really thinking through how big the world is and realizing um, if one of the things that I've definitely walked away with from this pandemic is a real clear understanding that America as a whole is, it's not sustainable. (laughs) The way that this country is set up right now is just, it's not sustainable. Like them 200 years are about to, you know, we're about to come, we're about to see a major close in the way that things are. And that the world is so much bigger than this plot of land. And so, and thinking about what I want to do and thinking about blackness from a global uppercase black perspective, there's so much more world out there that I have yet to explore. And so this new venture is going to take me to various places. And the goal is going to be to create a brand, create an experience, create a movement, as it were, that kind of infuses all of the ways that we can be well. So that wellness isn't limited to just whether or not you're doing sound baths and, you know, spa dates, but it can also be a good night out of the club, you know, what that looks like and how that is part of wellness. So stay tuned because there's some good things coming down the pike. I'm definitely looking for people to be part of this. I'm not sure in what capacity yet. I just know that there's a lot of space for like wellness that is global minded 
global thinking. There's definitely space for wellness that is, you know, created and produced and presented by Black people. There are wellness techniques that run the gamut culturally across the diasporic thread. And so there's so much more that we don't know that has not been brought to the light. And I'm going to go see if I can help bring some of those things to the light. I also, when I think of wellness, I am constantly concerned at the number of white-facing gatekeepers around traditional indigenous practices. So why is it that when we think about wellness, we're learning it from people who are not native to those particular communities? And not to say that you can't be white and an acupuncturist. My acupuncturist is a white man. He's really dope. But I would love to see more more members of the community teaching these practices and actually benefiting from teaching these practices as opposed to what we see often now where like yoga is a great example, the way yoga has been commodified and and turned into such a sort of multi-million dollar capitalist machine um, in terms of clothing and accessories and even the way that yoga is practiced in this country. Um, when I talk to yogis and like yogi yogis, like people who've been doing this forever and for whom this is a, not just a lifestyle, but it's a way of life. It's just, it's not the way yoga was initially intended to be sort of presented. So there are ways that we're finding that it's time to kind of reclaim some things. I think the pandemic has made it really clear that even though we are sort of very 21st century thinking, we have all of this technology, there are still some things that come from the earth (laughs) that are going to be far better and less detrimental to us in the long term. And so there's a whole movement of black farmers and going back to gardening and you know, all of these ways where people are living off the grid and it's great, but I feel like it's scattered all over the place. And what I want to do is kind of bring these folks into a space where you can find them. I know a lot of amazing people who are doing a host of life-changing things in terms of, you know, redirecting their energy, in terms of minimalism, in terms of living off the grid. And it would just be nice to have a place where you could find them. So that's what I'm thinking about. And You know, I'm sharing these ideas because I'm really looking forward to seeing who else wants to kind of go on the journey with me. I'm also interested in seeing as this gets out there, if there are people that have insight on how to build this village, as it were. Like the beauty of coming into this age at this point is that I'm not so pressed to keep everything a secret the way I used to be. I I think, you know, you come up in... Certain industries, you know, you have to protect everything, this, that, and the third, and all of that. And at some point, you realize that all of that protecting sometimes creates an isolated space. And so there's no guarantee that you're actually going to get as far as you possibly could because you've sort of closed things off so much that the people that could be helping you have no idea what you're up to. So that is something that I think, not that I think, but that's something I believe is for me kind of the next step. I've always enjoyed collaboration. I haven't always enjoyed the way that people collaborate or how people view collaboration. So at this point, it's about finding people who are like-actioned and like-minded in the way that they think about what collaboration is all about. I'm seeing some fantastic examples of it in my current sort of community. I'm watching people do 
some really great things. And I'm I'm loving that I'm seeing kind of these squads come together where everybody's sort of front-facingly showing up for each other and being really consistent. That means a lot, particularly in the black woman space, because there's some black women out here who are doing some really amazing things and they're and they're being really mindful to bring the village with them. And so I think that that's important. And so I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling excited. Uh, I've gifted myself a trip out of the country. So I will be headed to um, the continent by the end of this week and looking forward to the adventures that come with that. I find that uh, not going home since 2019 has been really difficult on the system, on the energy system. I have decided not to go to Nigeria this Christmas, though, because it's just, uh, or this December, I should say, it's just a little too crazy. And I'm feeling like, "Mm, I don't necessarily want to be in a space where, you know, COVID has already created this corrupt economy that knows that it can charge a lot of money for entry into places. And so when I was thinking about whether or not I wanted to travel, I knew that touching the continent was important just for my well-being. But I also knew that I did not have the capacity to deal with visas or the capacity to deal with just the hoops one must jump through when one is entering into the Republic of Nigeria. So it was a hard decision. It was with a heavy heart, but I trust my gut. And my gut was like, this is not the year for you to try to go home. So I'm going to Senegal. And I'm excited because I've never been to Senegal. I'm also excited because there are some friends that are already there who just happen to be there. This is the beauty of of my life. You know, I make a decision. And once I follow that instinct, I find out that there are people going to be there that are going to be, you know, good folks that I can hang out with if I want to. And people who know the lay of the land a little bit better than me. So there's this adventure awaiting. I also felt like I wanted to enter the new year differently. You know, it was important to me to enter 2022 a bit differently because coming into 2021 was rough. And so this is an opportunity to be somewhere differently to kind of reimagine my life a little bit because I'm not in the familiarity of my space and to just kind of see what happens, you know. I think I'm going to a place that has a lot to offer in terms of my own growth and, you know, my sense of adventure. But I'm also going to go into a place in Senegal that I hope will be a little less stressful <laughs> because at the very least, Senegal does not require a visa for U.S. passport holders, as long as you're not there past 90 days. If you're part of the ECOWAS system, which is certain West African countries, you're good to go anyway. But I love that with my blue passport, I can just go. They seem to understand that that barrier is kind of unnecessary. Like, I, I really don't. I know why other countries do it, but I think that there's a time and a place and the way that visas are being used to to weaponize, you know, people. It's just the way that it feels like a weaponization in a lot of ways. Like if you want this visa, like the hoops that you're going to make us jump through, you know, we're going to force you into this and we're going to take all your money to do it. And it just feels really soulless in a lot of ways. And so I'd seen enough video recordings and posts about the experiences of entering uh, the Lagos airport as someone who, you know, up until 2019 was traveling there regularly. I was very, I'm very familiar with how stressful this the whole situation can be. But given the fact that this is kind of the first Dutty December, like official since the pandemic, I already know that it's probably going to be insane in terms of the number of people 
in terms of the drama. And I just didn't want to do that to myself. I wanted to try to reduce my anxiety levels. And I also wanted to be on the continent. There's something about touching down and, you know, vitamin D hits different when you're getting it from that part of the world. The sun, the way it beats down on you is just different. It's just, it's like being supercharged. And so I want to come into 2022 feeling charged. And I felt like the best way to do that was to head on out. So this will be the second to the last podcast of 2021. Next week will be sort of the year review, a little wrap up. And more than likely, um, the very first one of 2022 will be recorded in Senegal because of when I return. Um, So yeah, thank you all for the birthday wishes and the calls and the cards and the posts. It means a great deal. I'm looking forward to seeing what 49 brings and you know I'm gonna change it up a bit so yeah be on the lookout because I'm gonna do things a little differently it's I'm feeling a little sassy (laughs) for some reason so I'm gonna try to make 49 like a real popping ass year and go into 50 like real strong and like almost disrespectfully like I'm I'm going ahead into 50 like yo what I appreciate y'all it means a lot that you listen it means a lot that you share I decided to come back and do this because this felt like a home for me and you all have made it really, really powerful just in listening and giving me the feedback that you've given me. So thank you to everyone. Thank you again for the birthday wishes. As far as takeaways, I decided that, you know, takeaways are important to me. And so I was trying to think of takeaways for this episode. And I think the biggest ones are in no particular order. Reflection is important. But whimsy is something that we still must maintain. It's good to reflect. Absolutely. So please reflect. Please think about, you know, it's good to look back. But there's a certain amount of whimsy and joy that we we should fight for. And even if it feels uncomfortable, even if, you know, as an adult, you're sort of trying to think through and, and be an adult, sometimes it's good to just kind of throw some caution to the wind and just be out there. So that's the first takeaway. The second takeaway for me is, you know, more effective collaboration is going to make things just a lot easier. And I think that enough mistakes and mishaps have happened that you should, at least I now can recognize the red flag. So I feel really good about entering into more collaborative spaces. And there's a couple of things at the top of the year that are going to be amazing that I'm really excited about. So more collaborations. The third one is definitely drink water and stretch like (laughs) the body does weird things as you start to age and um stretching is something that that you need to do on a regular basis daily and it's something that you know I've had to start doing just to make sure that uh things don't tighten up so stretch daily and drink lots and lots of water stay hydrated and with that I will conclude this episode remember to uh be you be honest you know hold yourself in high esteem and you'll hear me next episode. Um, I don't know how I'm going to end this one except to say I appreciate y'all and I'm out. Take care. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to me. Just wanted to let you know that Cat's Corner, the podcast is produced by Los Sosa Productions and edited by Aileen Andrada of Your Bud Pod. If you'd like to follow us, you can check me out at Cat's Corner Co., K-A-T-S-K-O-R-N-E-R-C-O on all platforms and LSP underscore on the go. Tune in next time for another edition 
As always, we appreciate your listen. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can be updated as new podcasts come in. Take care.